Welcome to your early Christmas for BYU football. It's National Signing Day. We will discuss all of the talented high school, junior college, and transfer portal players that BYU has officially added to its 2024 recruiting class. We'll talk with the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Klein Stockey, about what he likes most about this year's class, how much more the Cougars will need to add in the transfer portal, the Big 12 impact, and more. And four-star tight end Reiner Swanson on why he chose the Cougars and why he's already recruiting the entire planet. Yes. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Just sign the dotted line. It's Wednesday, December 20th. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. This is always a very exciting day for BYU athletics, specifically for BYU football. This is the day that we remember fax machines and how they used to play a prominent <laughs> role in society, and now they do not. This used to be the fax machine day where you're like, oh, crap, we have to find is a fax Is the fax in? You don't deal with fax machines anymore. So, uh, yeah, you can just send those in electronically, and yeah. you are good. Outstanding. Uh, we have a lot to do, and uh, we're going to go fast, go hard for the next hour as we break down, again, every signee that is officially in for National Signing Day as it pertains to BYU football. That said, all rise and shout. It's time to meet the newest Cougars in the 2024 BYU football signing class, beginning at... Quarterback. Enoch Watson, quarterback, 6'3", 202, Queen Creek, Arizona, American Leadership Academy. This guy is coached by Ty Detmer and Max Hall. Here's the offense quarterback, uh, coordinator and quarterback's coach, Aaron Roderick on Watson. Enoch Watson, welcome to the Cougar family. Uh, Enoch is everything you look for in a quarterback. He's got great size, athleticism. He's accurate, has a strong arm, can throw the ball with touch. Uh, he's a really good player, and we're really looking forward to having him after his mission. Listen, and Enoch at BYU, I think this is appropriate. Uh, this is a three-star guy. Back-to-back uh, -back quarterbacks, by the way, signing with BYU from ALA. The other, Drew Cowart, who I've known since he was like eight years old. Uh, he's on a mission in Columbia. Walk on. Now Enoch Watson a year later. Super exciting. Punted 31 times for oh. 971 yards. So, athlete. Uh, yeah, Arizona was uh, interested in uh, yeah. First uh, mission, first guy. So we'll see how much, uh, you know, when we see him in a couple of years. It's always nice to have a quarterback that is coached by Ty Detmer and Max Hall. They know the position, that's for sure. Yeah, how about that? Uh, up next, another quarterback, Noah Lugo, 6'2", 185 pounds, out of Hazlitt, Texas, Eaton High School product. And while we're on the quarterbacks, and speaking of the offensive coordinator, Aaron Roderick, now he's got two coming in. Here are Roderick's thoughts on Noah Lugo. Noah Lugo, welcome to the Cougar family. Uh, Noah is a super athlete, uh, one of the fastest track guys, hurdlers in the state of Texas. Um, has great speed, great athleticism, really good passer, and uh, he's brilliant in the classroom too. Really smart guy. We're excited to have him. Three-star prospect. An 86 composite score on 24-7 sports combined for almost 4,800 yards of total offense, 53 touchdowns in his high school career. So, Jerem, now BYU has officially at quarterback an Enoch and a Noah. Yeah, hey, how about that? Um, <laughs> Noah's not a member of the Church Jesus Christ of Latter Saints. He comes in, he plays right away. Uh, he's going to come in in January. Apparently a great hurdler as well. Yeah, one Again, of the best in his state. Athlete, as you mentioned, which is uh, super exciting. So a couple of quarterbacks, one going on a mission, one coming in right away. I'm never going to argue against having a quarterback, like adding a quarterback. Always, every year. Put someone in that room, keep the competition going. Next up, 
Perhaps the best player in this entire this, class. This big BYU. time. Reiner Swanson, tight end. This guy's legit. 6'4", 235, amazing hair from Laguna Beach, California. Who doesn't want to live in Laguna Beach, California? Uh, he is uh, fantastic. Here is A-Rod on Swanson. Reiner Swanson, welcome to the Cougar family. Uh, Reiner is everything you look for in a tight end. He's got great size and athleticism. He's a, a super uh, athlete, tough, physical got great ball skills, and um, we're really excited about his personality and his enthusiasm that he brings to the program. Four-star player recruited by everybody. Uh, th Basically, this guy yeah. is a huge get, big-time uh, big get. Number 18 tight end in the country. Think about that room now without Isaac Rex. You have Ethan Erickson and Reiner Swanson and Jackson Bowers and others, but you talk about the talent of the ball catchers. Potential NFL guy yeah. right here. They like his physicality. They think he's going to be a complete tight end, not just a pass catcher. Or just a blocker. They think, right? Yes, exactly. That's exactly right. They think so when he, he comes can in, do it all. You don't know. You don't know what's happening. He's got the frame to build. I mean, already at 6'4", 235. What are they feeding people in Laguna Beach? Holy cow. And apparently fish. he can hang 10 with the best of them. Like he's a really good <laughs> surfer as well. And the hair matches it, right? That's awesome, man. Ryan Responds. We saw him early on in his recruiting days yeah. around the BYU football offices. So we've seen him around he's, for a long time. Huge, he's in. A huge recruiter for BYU as well right And, now. and think about it. Um, his position coach that recruited him, Steve Clark, was let go. He is in on BYU. It's not about who his coach was. He wants to be here independent of kind of who is coaching, right? Um, and so I'm excited to talk to him later in the program. Yeah, looking forward to that. On we go, this time on the defensive side of the ball with DeVoe Tuataga. 6'6", 245 pounds out of Eagle Mountain, Utah. And Cedar Valley High School, Kelly Papinga has got a big-time talent to work with there on the edge. A four-star according to Rivals.com. Here's Kelly Papinga on DeVoe Tuataga. We'd like to welcome DeVoe Tuataga to our football program. DeVoe is a big-time defensive end, defensive tackle, really where anywhere on the defensive front um, from Cedar Valley High School here in Utah. Excited to see his uh, explosiveness um, on the outside, on the inside, on the defensive line, and know that there's big, th big things ahead for him here at BYU. This is clearly an emphasis for this BYU football team to get crazy good athletes on the edge. And Always for Tuataga would absolutely qualify as that. This is an important one because this is an in-state win for BYU. Yeah, Going head-to-head -head with Utah absolutely. and all of the former Pac-12 schools that are now all the Big Ten spread schools. out through the Big Ten and yeah. the Big 12. Yeah. But th this is the number six overall recruit in the state of Utah. This is a good win for BYU, and it's always important to get one of those top ten guys in-state. Coming off a knee injury, didn't play a ton, just five games this senior year, but 6'6", 245, defensive end. This is a... a Emphasis in this class that you'll see is defensive line for BYU. Um, he's going he's gonna to play uh, right away, and uh, Reiner Swanson playing right away, by the way, as well. Everybody recruited this yep. guy. Hey, all the, all the three stars with development, all the four stars with development, let's go. I, I cannot wait. Okay, this next guy, super stoked to have all these wow. guys, but Ephraim Asiata. This is Matt Asiata's kid. Matt originally a BYU commit, ended up going to snow, signing with Utah, played in the NFL. His son, Ephraim, is coming to BYU, a linebacker and defensive end, 6'3", 2'10", of Salt Lake City and Harriman High School. Of course, a tragic shooting at Hunter High School a couple of years ago where a few people with him passed away. He survived that incident and is thriving now today, an incredible story of humanity where he is still able to play football, and he's going to come to BYU. 
A lot going on with his story. Cannot wait to have him as a Cougar. Jeremy, he was given a 1% chance to live. Unbelievable. He was in very much critical condition during that situation you brought up. And yeah, overcoming tragedy early in his life. He Remarkable story. Yeah. And again, another Great important in-state recruiting win for BYU. And Asiata at BYU, again with his dad playing at Utah. Like this, we don't see a lot of this. We, I mean, we see legacy families typically go the route of where their parents went or their uncles or whatever ties they have. This is another important get for BYU. Ephraim Asiata, there are, there are people on the BYU football staff that feel like he deserves a four-star prospect, but obviously had a little bit of his career derailed, understandably. Absolutely. Right? But they, they feel like he's a four-star talent, listed as a three-star here. Huge in-state recruiting. Yes. Guy. Okay, so we have what? Uh, Enoch, Noah, Ephraim. We're, we're checking all the <laughs> biblical boxes today, which is fantastic. Well, th this next name, uh, not so much uh, biblical, but uh, very common to the Utah area, Dallin Johnson. The way he plays is biblical. It's true. Defensive tackle. He is already 6'3", 290 pounds out of Springville, Utah. Another three-star recruit, according to 24-7 Sports. Totaled 35 sacks. Jeremy, 35 sacks. That'll do. In his high school career. That is unbelievable. <laughs> and with that frame, he's a guy that can get his hands up in the passing lanes. 14 pass breakups. He is a disruptor. Four forced fumbles. BYU's coaches. Not surprisingly, very, very excited about him. An Army All-American, 83 tackles as a senior, uh, also recruited by Utah, Notre Dame, and Washington State. So BYU winning some nice head-to-head -head battles, not just against the Utes, but against some notable programs like Notre Dame as well. And Springville's producing BYU Cougars now the last couple of years. Like a bunch. Yeah, a, a lot of guys. We're going to see a couple Multiple in this class. Multiple here in this class, yeah. Which is super exciting. On to Danny Saili. This is a story that became rather prominent early in the week. Yeah. It's now official that he has inked his name with BYU. A flip from Texas Tech. His family got on campus and said, this is amazing. His mom got super emotional. They loved the message from Kalani. And Danny, before he left, said, I'm flipping my commitment. I am 100% in on BYU. A JUCO product. Hutchinson Community College. Jerem, this is an immediate impact player. Yes. The transfer portal and JUCO prospects typically are that. They're plug-and-play, and they expect Danny to probably be the most prominent plug-and-play guy out of this class. He'll be here in January, two to play two. Uh, certainly heavily recruited Oklahoma and Miami were in the mix, which is awesome. So, yeah, you, you need good defensive tackles. 6'3", 355. 355. Three. 55. He is ready to go. Okay, next up. This is what we're looking for. This is the Kairos Tonga type guy we're yeah, looking for. More Kairos Tongas, please. Uh, more. I love Kairos Tonga. He's the best. Okay, Luke Toomalatai, defensive tackle, 6'3", 305 out of Vegas, Long Beach City College. Another plug-and-play uh, guy who uh, should be here in the summer and compete in the fall for uh, time. Two years to play, two, three-star recruit, and uh, a guy that did nice work in uh, JUCO, 12 and a half tackles for loss, 10 sacks during his uh, high school career as well. And so another uh, defensive lineman that, hey, BYU's got to gotta always stop the run, and it starts with the defensive tackles. Are you sensing the theme here, BYU yeah. fans? Defensive tackles, yeah. defensive ends. A that's bunch of them. A bunch of them. And that's where BYU lacked the most in year one of the Big 12. 
for being full, for like full clarity. Like that's that's where they need the most help. Yes. Offensively, certainly BYU feels good about some of the backups on the offensive line that are going to get a chance to kind of prove sure. themselves. A couple of guys coming in as well. And whoever you see today, it's not the end all be all. You will have other guys, uh, you know, in January that uh, commit and show up and and come out of the portal and whatnot. So we'll see. Okay. On, on we go, and let's continue with this defensive line theme. Another defensive end, Seo Sepa Brown, 6'4", 210 pounds, a Salt Lake City product out of Highland High School, so in the shadows of the school up north. Rated a three-star recruit on 24-7 sports. An all-state first-teamer, according to the Deseret News, played outside linebacker and edge rusher at Highland. He's got the frame, they believe, to add some weight and develop as a defensive end. So yes, while he did see a lot of action at linebacker, they are going to use him on the defensive line as an edge rusher, another one of those athletes. A pretty good basketball player as well at Highlands. Hey, you like athleticism. Mission first kid, and uh, he was told, uh, we were told by one of the staffers, hey, could be the sleeper of the class. Yeah, So we'll yeah. keep an eye on that. Okay, next up, Adney Reed, defensive end, 6'5", 225, head of Spanish Fork, and Sydney, Australia. This is the son of Gabe, who played tight end here, of course. Uncle Spencer was here. He moved to Australia after his freshman year because Gabe uh, and, and his wife, his parents, are the mission presidents for a mission in Sydney. So he's Pretty wild. been playing rugby. Uh, this is <laughs> high school footage from Spanish Fork, uh, also recruited by Utah, of course, but... Uh, he is pretty good, so um, we were told, listen, he will smash you. So very excited about, again, another tall defensive end. The Alani Fua model of, like, tall guys that make plays that you can play at outside linebacker or you can play at D-end. Excited about uh, Adney, who's going to go on a mission first. Yeah, I cannot emphasize again how important this is to get another read back in the BYU building. BYU didn't get one of his brothers, right, yes. to Stanford and then Utah? Yes, yeah. a notable. And so to get a read back in the BYU building. It's great is a great recruiting win for All BYU. the Reeds, all the Demunis, all the Asiatas, all the, you know, there are certain families like, listen, we'll, we'll take all the kids that you can produce here. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. All the Nakuas. Uh, speaking of legacy names, okay, <laughs> how about this next one? As the wheel of defensive tackles and defensive ends continues on recruiting day, Viliami Puha. Yeah. 6'3", 260 pounds, Bingham High School product. Somewhere Harvey Longy is smiling for sure. And Dax Milne for that I'm matter. okay with Bingham guys as a Copper Hills guy. They are ballers, <laughs> I admit it. Three-star prospect. <laughs> Incredible story here. So, Sione, his father, is obviously a coach for BYU on the defensive side, the defensive tackles coach. He didn't want Kelly Papinga to know that Viliami was his son. He just wanted him to, like, rate him without having any knowledge yeah. that there was a direct family tie there. So Kelly at some point had asked, like, oh, do you know him? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah distant relation, whatever. Okay, <laughs> 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 they rate him, they offer him, and in that moment, apparently, <laughs> Sione in front of Kelly says, congratulations, son. Yeah, uh, um, that's the story <laughs> I was told. We've got to confirm this, but if so, that's hilarious. So, I love that Sione wanted to do that. He didn't, he didn't yeah, want to have any sure. sort of nepotism involved here. He had said, hey, I'm for nepotism when it comes to some of these athletes. It's okay. Fair. So, just work it out with uh, PR what, or uh, you know, HR. He's signed with Utah. He's on a mission. He comes home in two weeks. So he's expected to be here in January, get back into shape, and then uh, – perhaps contribute this fall, so let's, we'll see. Okay, next up, Sani Tuala, defensive end. Hey, we told you lots of defensive linemen. Let's go. 6'5", 260s from Sydney, Australia. Juco transfers from Citrus College. Three-star, huge upside. Yeah, raw Huge here, upside. I mean, 
We always hate to throw around big names, okay? But yesterday, just to be fair to what we heard, the name Ziggy Ansah was thrown around as like, okay, we're, we're not saying he is the next Ziggy, but we are saying the like, idea of there's the, the freakish Rod athleticism yeah. sure. and major upside that a guy like Ziggy brought to it's, BYU. It's a disservice to anybody to bring up right? Ziggy, honestly. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it was his first year playing football last year. 6'5", 260, and so I keep yeah. hearing the words. Got the frame. Twitchy yeah. and can jump out of the gym, like yeah. just super athletic. Crazy potentials. Big physical specimen. Yeah and somebody that they are looking for to develop within the system. Played rugby. I'm always going to be a fan of those guys that play rugby. Yeah, and they said because he the, would it means they know how to tackle. Super physical rugby player. Yeah. Like, he's a super physical rugby player. Yeah, he would Fast. probably be a lock at 6'5". Yeah. Let's go. That's the position. All right. Uh, have you had enough defensive ends and defensive tackles? <laughs> no, more. <laughs> well, uh, we got to go to the linebackers. And another immediate impact player. This is a Jay Hill connection. Jack Kelly. Let's go. Weber State transfer out of Kearns, Utah, 6'2", 235. Jaron BYU's linebackers room needs some help right now. Here's yep. a proven commodity. Yep. A four-star transfer rating. So that makes three that we have discussed thus far in the four-star category. Jack Kelly is going to be a guy that comes in and plays right away for BYU. Coming in January, he's got two years to play. Uh, tons of uh, stats in 28 games there. 85 tackles, 20 TFLs, 16 and a half sacks. 16 and a half sacks. sacks. Five forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, seven PBUs, an interception. A guy that can come in right away and compete at linebacker where BYU has some incumbent guys that are excited to play, but certainly they have to replace some really talented players in A.J. Vongpachan, Max Tooley, and we'll see with Ben Bywater. On to Blake Lowe, 6'3", 205 pounds, out of Temecula, California, and Chaparral High School three-star prospect at beautiful wine country in Southern California. Yeah, we really appreciate that here on this network. <laughs> we can appreciate the beauty of it for sure. Uh, this guy highly recruited, played safety, but again, the frame they feel like is ready to be, you know, added to and pushed up into the linebacker format. So super physical safety in high school. They like him at linebacker at BYU. Came down to BYU and Boise State. Let me tell you something I like about Blake a lot. He also blocked six punts and two field goals. You, you can see the athleticism from that. Um, yeah, he's got a mission called the Mozambique already. He's going to leave in January or February. And so we'll see him in two, man. All right, on to the cornerbacks. And I, listen, you're about to – like, if you haven't met him or heard about him, this, this guy's going to be a huge personality for BYU. Already going to be a fan favorite. I already love him. I've never met him. Trey Alexander, 6'2", 165 pounds out of Ellenwood, Georgia. BYU in the Let's Peach go. State recruiting market. Representing Southwest DeKalb High School, three-star prospect. He was heavily recruited by Georgia Tech. Specifically, it was BYU and Georgia Tech. He got on campus and made it very apparent that he loved his time with Kalani and the coaches and Jay Hill. You want to talk about a guy that's all in on BYU? Trey Alexander is a dude that qualifies as such. Track guy, too. Won the state title in the 400. He's part of a 4 by 400 team that's ranked number one in the country. Oh, he can run. Ole Miss and Mississippi State in the mix as well. Heavily recruited. Uh, yeah, he's going to be here in January. Very excited about Trey Alexander. Super Six sharp guy. Two, tall corner. Can put on some weight, of course, but uh, tall corner. I like that. Listen, not all states are... Uh, rated equally in terms of talent. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia stick with talent. Like no one's arguing Way that. up there. Speaking of talent, uh, Texas. Let's go to Richland Hills. Jonathan Cabea, cornerback, 5'10", 170, Byron Nelson High School, three-star product. Had a cousin that played at Utah. Some family said, hey, take a look at him. He is now going to be a BYU Cougar, Texas Tech, and Arizona State, and Arkansas, and Indiana in the mix. So Jonathan Cabea, BYU Cougar cornerback. Let's go. On to... 
Another position within the secondary, a couple of safeties, beginning with Matthias Leach, 6'3", 175 pounds, as BYU goes back into the Texas recruiting market. Out of Chisholm Trails High School, three-star prospect, six tackles for losses, a senior in 2023, very aggressive from that safety position. Came down to BYU and another in-state foe. Utah State was also in the mix. BYU wins out. They add to the safety room, and this is a guy that Jay Hill, I'm sure, is happy to add and coach up. And listen, did, did BYU need a lot of safeties last year? Uh, they went like six they needed, deep. They needed the depth they had, yes. right? You can always add more. 6'6", six, six, high jump as a sophomore, by the way. So he, the and explosiveness he's, vertically. Let's he thinks go. he might get 6'10". Like, he's ambitious. Let's go, He jumped 6'10". Woo! Let's go. Okay, uh, safety. Tommy Process, uh, 6'2", out of Chandler, Arizona. Same high school as Micah Harper at uh, Basha High School. Three-star recruit. He's going to uh, play right away. L uh, apparently related to the Criddles. Ben and, uh, ben and, and uh, Matthew. And uh, we'll be here in January. Excited about Tommy. On to the offense, and this one just in at wide receiver. Perhaps you've heard of this name before. Hey! Uh, is it Nakua? Hey! Ah, yes, the next Nakua brother. Tay Nakua is all in the youngest of the four boys, which makes it official. The quartet has now all played at That's BYU. Beautiful. With Kai and Samson and Puka and now Tay. You get, you get emotional thinking about... Their dad's uh, vision. Incredible. It, it Great is, deep blue story. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is just the beginning for Tay, but it is a beautiful story. Tempt View High School product, three-star recruit on 24-7 sports, 6'2", 180 pounds, had over 2,100 yards and 20 touchdowns in his high school career. It's another Nakua. Love Need it. we say more? Jet Nelson, what a great name for a Amazing. receiver. American Fort continues to produce receivers for BYU. Three-star kid, mission first guy. Dad Casey played here. Uncle Tyler played here. Uh, and, and he put up numbers as well. Uh, great to have another uh, caveman at wide receiver in Jet Nelson. On to the offensive line at 6'6", 290 pounds. Ikinacio Tupo out of Palo Alto High School. They're in the Bay Area. Three-star recruit. This guy was heavily sought after by majority of the Pac-12 schools. Uh, BYU needs some depth on the offensive line for sure. And at some point this week, we believe BYU will have an official New offensive line coach that's going to be coaching up Tupo and the other guys that are going to come back for BYU. Okay, next up, Carson Sue Sue, 6'5, 215 from Oakley, California. A guy that uh, played a lot of quarterback. He's an athlete. They could put him on all in all kinds of spaces. Tennessee wanted him, Pittsburgh, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and so on. Huge list. You listen, kind of Kua played quarterback in high school. He becomes one of the best safeties at BYU. You never know what position a great athlete could be at. Carson is a guy that they can figure out a spot for him. On to the always critical punter, and especially after BYU is losing Ryan Rico to the draft. Sam Vanderhaar, is he the guy? A rugby-style punter out of Melbourne, Australia. Transfer from Pitt, another immediate impact potential player, three-star transfer recruit. And this is a guy who's married, likes the BYU culture. They're very yeah, excited. They're very bought awesome. into Provo. And uh, he's going to fit in nicely with this BYU team. And we assume we're going to see him uh, at, at least partially. Uh, there may be a dual punter system, but he's, he's going to factor in this year. He'll BYU. compete with Landon Rico yes. and Co., right? But uh, they're handing the scholar to Sam, it seems like. So we'll, we'll see on that competition. Three years okay. of eligibility remaining for yeah, him. Yeah, I, I like that too. 
Okay, Brody Laga, kicker, 5'11", 160, Bluffdale, Utah, Mountain Ridge High School. This kid uh, had a 59-yard long, eight field goals to 50-plus. He's a mission first kid, heavily recruited. Went to a kicking camp, the Chris Saylor kicking camp, got a five-star rating. Hey! Five-star rating. Who doesn't want a five-star kicker? You don't hand those out too much for hotels. You would to Brody Laga, the kicker. So sure, that's, uh, that's an elite rating. That is fantastic. So uh, we'll see you in a few, Brody. Yeah, you got to have a solid long snapper, especially after BYU loses Austin Riggs, right? Yes, you do. Cannon Skidmore might just be the answer. 6'2", 200 pounds out of Red Mountain High School and a Mesa, Arizona product. The number two long snapper nationally, and they're handing out five-star ratings in the long snapping category as well. Number two long snapper yeah. in, in, the country, in the country by rating. For so sure. You love that. He's, He's in the Under Armour All-America game. Could play right away. And so, uh, yeah, you lock up special teams, which matters a ton as well. I told okay. you we had a lot to cover Woo! and not a lot of time to do it. It's a beautiful thing. Let's go. Men's basketball ranked number 17 in the country. Next game, Friday night against Bellarmine out of Louisville, Kentucky. Pre-game at 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. All right, we gave you the rundown of every recruit that is officially in for BYU thus far. Why don't we get the insight from the head football coach who is joining us live to discuss National Signing Day. Early Christmas presents for everyone. Kalani Satake in studio next on BYUSN. Oh, got the Letterman jacket. Let's go. We are live. It's signing day in late December. Early Christmas presents for BYU football. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Speaking of gifts, the head football coach, Kalani Sataki. The gift that keeps on giving. He is the gift that keeps on giving. He's the jelly of the month. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, guys. That was a great introduction. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Uh, This day is always fun and full of energy, naturally, for what the program experiences with this insurgence of, like, new talent. So as you look at this specific class, Coach, as you approach year two of the Big 12, what do you like about this class that – makes it unique from other years that you have recruited? Well, I, I like the battles that we got into in recruiting. And, and I think um, sometimes it's easy to take the low-hanging fruit. We get that. But, uh, you know, we had to fight for, for uh, pretty much everybody on that list, you know. And, and, and I think recruiting, uh, people know that we get on guys pretty early. And so we've had to recruit a lot of these young men for years, you know. And, and in the last little bit, it's been, it's been a lot of fun being able to meet with them and their families and have them, uh, you know, just be open and transparent with what they want to decide and what, what, what are the factors in their making, making their decision. And uh, it was really good for us to be all involved in that. And I, I appreciate our coaches and our support staff, everybody involved in recruiting. The official visits were awesome as always. And so having the faculty and staff and the fans uh, be involved was, was uh, I mean, our retention rate of, of recruits that come on visits and commit and sign really, really high, higher than ever, anywhere else I've been. So uh, that's a really good sign. It's a, it's a compliment to our, our coaches, but also to the, the Cougar Nation and, and what we have here on campus. And what's interesting about this group is they all feel super tall, <laughs> super lean, super uh, you know, fast and whatnot. And then a lot of these guys are play first guys. You do have some mission first guys, but it feels like more of this group are going to be here in, say, January or in the summer than normal. Do you get that sense? Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it, the – Deciding on where they're going to mission, I mean, you know, I'm a return missionary, so we're always going to push that. And, and I think there, there's some that are going to play a year, then go. And, and there's, a, there's quite a, a few that are going to go on missions right away. And so I think as you balance that out, the numbers can be a little bit higher 
you balance out who goes um, who early and who goes uh, after a year, but also who also goes right after mid-year. So we have a kind of spread that out pr pretty evenly. And then, um, you know, the, the amount of mid-years too is, is, is really good for us. And uh, they get to play spring ball. So we'll, we'll see how these guys compete. But uh, overall, uh, just really enjoyed getting to know all their families um, and, and just being involved with them. It's been, it's been a lot of fun to see them transition from their junior to senior years and now signing with us and even some of the junior college transfers, seeing them, uh, you know, as they debate where, where they're going to go. And, and uh, it's, it was been a, it's been a lot of fun. I, I got, we like those battles, and I'm, I'm glad the coaches all felt great, great about it. Three connections with Australia. Did anybody get to go Australia? Uh, yeah, we sent, uh, we, you know, Jay's been in Australia before, but we sent K-pop last year. And, nice. And uh, so, you know, probably I think there's a, a, there's, there's a number of volunteers that want to go this spring. So <laughs> just, I think they all want to go until they're getting on that flight. And they're like, man, the return flight's going to be long too. And I think you lose a day, gain a day going one way or the other. So I don't know how that works, but, uh, you know, we'll have, we'll always uh, check it out. And, and anywhere in the world, we're anywhere trying to in do the world. that. It, it works for all the other sports on, on campus. And so... Uh, we'd be foolish not to take advantage of it as well. We volunteer as tribute. If you'd like <laughs> us to go and help out there. <laughs> we need everyone to help us out everywhere. Yeah, that, that'll work. BYU football head coach Kalani Satake is with us here on BYU Sports Nation. It's signing day, and this is kind of a double-barreled question, Kalani. It's, it's related, but... So remember the first one. After going through year one of the Big 12, how did it impact the direction you wanted to go with recruiting to fill in positions that you were were uh, wanting to shore up the most? And what are those positions? Yeah, I, I think it was, uh, you kind of know what to expect for those that have been through it. Myself, A-Rod, Jay, we've been through that tra transition, but you don't know how to really explain it. And so once you go through it, now that we've been through it, it's an it's a easy thing to explain. It's easy for our players to explain to the incoming freshmen and the incoming return missionaries. Um, and, and, and when we ask them to gain 10 pounds and, and that will help us out and you gain four, I have a feeling they're going to gain 10 now, you know. So this is a – unless you go through the fight, you don't feel it, and then you kind of get – you remind yourself with the physical part of it. Uh, this, was, this was great. It was, it was a lot of stress for us as a team. Obviously, we'd love to finish the, the year better, but I think we made the necessary uh, adjustments and changes to get us in, in a better position. We added depth quite a bit last year in the, in the transfer portal. You don't have to do that as much this year, but um, we, we feel like there's a great established culture still going on on the team, and, and the players are, are, are allowing it to thrive. And uh, I think we'll be in a really good spot by the time we get to next year. Notably at quarterback with the loss of Keaton Slovis and running back with Aiden Robbins, are those two positions you would like to go to the portal for replacements for, or where are you at in that process? Well, I think we're always open for, for a lot of different things. I, I think it'd be foolish for us not to be. Um, but but the, the key is that they're, they, uh, that they're a great fit, like Keaton was for us, you know. So looking at all the, all the portal guys that came through, they're a great fit. I mean, like, looking at Eddie Heckert and, you know, and Camden and all those guys that came through, I mean, AJ, Vong Pachon, so uh, they're a great fit. Paul Miley, great fits for our program. And just like the recruits that are on that list, they, they were attracted to our school. Those that are not LDS were attracted to our school because of the honor code, because of academics. And those that were or that are, are members of the church are, are are attracted for the same reasons. So they're all in, they're all here for the right reasons, um, and, and they happen to play great football. So uh, as we develop them right, and then we get our schemes and focus on the fundamentals and, and the technique of everything, I think we'll be in a really good position. 
There's a clear emphasis on adding depth up front on the defensive line specifically. We just went through a ton of defensive tackles and defensive ends. You're looking for edge rushers, no doubt about it. Uh, how do you feel about where you stand in that group as you go into year two of Big 12 play? Yeah, we feel really good about it, especially with the signing class. Um, we feel like it is a deep group, but also versatile, where you can have guys that can play uh, the end, but it can also move down and be a, be a, a, a three technique or even a nose. And so there's a lot of lot of um, flexibility there. Uh, other places we've been, we've we've recruited a high number of D, D linemen, and uh, some of them can trans transition to an outside backer, some of them can transition to a, a true D end and to a D tackle, and so. Uh, and then some can also tra transition to an O-line. And so uh, I think we have athletic guys that, that, are, that are thin and long. And uh, depending on where they serve the missions, if they gain weight or, or how <laughs> they look afterwards and how their, their body takes to, to the, the nutrition that we have, uh, we can adjust and, and assign them to different positions. The key is they all can play ball. Um, and, and right away, they can, they can all come in. Those that are starting with us as freshmen and junior college transfers can come in and and uh, provide some really good talent up front. Fair to say that was the number one position group of emphasis, the defensive front? Yeah, we, we knew that there's, I mean, nothing against the guys. Um, I think there's a couple things. Number one is just, you just don't say that we're just going to go get better talent. Um, you, you still have the next year to, to work through the scheme. The scheme's still new. Um, once guys are bought into it and, 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 and focus on, on the intricacies of, of, the, of the scheme, it'll all work out but we have to keep loading it with talent. And that's up front and in the back. And, and you look at defensively in this class, we did just that. And so I'm really excited. If you think I'm excited, you should see Jay Hill right now. So he's, he's fired I see him up. on Twitter. Yeah. He's stoked. Yeah he's, yeah, he's got a way better social media presence than I do. But uh, you know, everybody's telling me, hey, you have this many followers, you should do something. I'm like, all right. I, as long as, as long as BYU is doing it, I don't have to really do it too much. Hey, listen, they do I see a great Jay job with his backwards, sideways visor on and his sunglasses <laughs> with the recruits. I'm all in, but I respect it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, how quickly do you plan on making the O-line coach uh, official? Um, and then where are you in the tight end coach uh, process? Yeah, we're still working through the tight end uh, candidates. Uh, there's there's quite, a, uh, quite a high number of them. So uh, just, again, want to make sure it's a good fit. Uh, that, that they're, they're able to make that, that position uh, thrive and, and have it be such a huge advantage for us that we can count on that position. And so I think there's a lot of talent there. Um, just need to have the right guy. And, and sometimes that, that seeing how they click with the staff would be the key too. And, uh, you know, we feel really good about our offensive line, so I'm not worried about that. And, uh, you know, as we get through that and make, make, go through all the, the details, I think you'll, people kind of know who, who's going to be the guy. So uh, we feel good about everything. Just... In, in the next little bit, you'll see uh, us adding to our, our list of recruits, and, and um, they'll, they'll start to trickle in between now and signing day in February, and uh, probably a high number of those will be offensive players. You're talking portal guys specifically? Um, well, a little bit, a mixture of both, and then there's some that, that are uh, still taking their time to make decisions. So I think it will get, you'll get some portal, get some, um, some high school and uh, maybe even some surprises, so we'll see what happens. Look at you teasing Let's us. Let's go. Nice. That, that is, hey, that is a I'm well just telling you the truth. Why, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here hoping and praying for it. good for, for the viewers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, who is he talking about? Keep praying for it, guys, and maybe we'll get some good answers. <laughs> Kalani Satake is on BYU Sports Station. One more big picture question, then we'd like to talk about some big individual signees, and, and that is dealing with recruiting you know, your typical high school athlete compared to now using the portal. Where do you stand on how much of both that, that you want? Because yesterday we were discussing ratios and mm -hmm. you want a core. And I mean, you, 
Justin Anderson told us yesterday we, we typically want to build with core guys for we get out of high school and then plug with portal. support with the portal. Yeah. Um, so what's the ratio look like there in a desirable range? Yeah, I don't know if you can really assign it year to year. You know, say this is what we want to do every year. I think you have to look at it how how the team is currently. And so um, I think with the, with the portal and with NIL things that are happening, uh, we weren't expecting to lose. Uh, the, the leaders that we had um, a couple of years in the portal, you know, and, and uh, I think we all, that's been talked about quite a bit. So, but you, that's part of the, the game. You have, you have to be able to adjust. I think if we run things the right way, we have the right culture. Um, we'll, we'll be able to, um, even through some attrition, we'll be able to keep the, the, the foundation of our team in place and the culture will, will be, be able to thrive as long as we keep adding to it. And, um, not, not relying on the culture to change people, but uh, having other young men come in, bring what they've learned from their families and, and their faith into the system and then and allow it to, to even grow even better. You know, so um, we have to protect the culture, have to protect the team. And uh, this is a good group of young men that want to be here for the right reasons. And um, because of that, I think I think we'll be able to thrive. And, and I think there's a lot of schools out there that are doing it differently. You know, we, we are definitely unique in the way that we recruit. And it's in, and and I think a lot of people are uh, at first they're maybe um, under, don't understand it, but a lot of people are drawn into it because it's so different that we're not talking about nil money right away. We're talking about experiences and people. And as we do that, I think we'll be able to highlight what makes BYU special. And then uh, you know once they get around the fans and, and get on campus, they see that uh, it's something that that you know it's, it's priceless. And so how do you put a price tag on him on people and and experiences? Well said. That's BYU football in a nutshell right there. That's great. Okay, let's talk about some of these signees. Um, maybe a, a couple lines on each. Okay, so Noah Lugo, three-star quarterback from Hazlitt, Texas, who's uh, going to be play first kid. Yeah, and, and a uh, dynamic track athlete. I think he's, he's one of the premier 300-hurdlers in the country. But he can run and he can throw. Great leadership. I, 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 I love having him around. He's, he fits the room. I think he'll add to it, but I think they'll have a great dyna uh, dynamic as far as uh, the guys interacting with each other. You know, I think A-Rod does a great job with that room, but uh, though that, that's a huge compliment to the people in the room. So I think he's going to be really good for us, and he's a big-time playmaker. He can, he can definitely run and throw. Member of another faith who wants to be here. Which yes, is awesome. exactly. Yeah. Enoch Watson is another quarterback that I know you're excited about. This coach by uh, Ty Detmer and Max Hall. Let's look at the tight end, Reiner Swanson, a four-star guy from Laguna Beach, California. What excites you most about Reiner Swanson's skill set? Yeah, big-time playmaker. National recruit. Everybody wanted him. And um, just really, really appreciative that we were able to connect with him and his family. And they, they saw through all the recruiting stuff and all the promises and everything. They, they're the ones that controlled recruiting the right way. And I'm, I'm really honored that we were able to sign him because he's exactly what we, I mean, I, it's a, it's a, that's, a, that's what you want from uh, a young man and how to handle the, the national recruiting scene. He was very transparent with everybody. And, and uh, I mean, I think a lot of people came after him in a lot of different angles and, and he and his family stuck to it and they know what they want. And I'm glad that I, that I get to be a part of it. He's got the old school RUC in red uh, on those highlights too, which is a nice touch. <laughs> let's, go. Um, let's ask you about Tay Nakua. You yeah. cannot just assume that you will get a legacy kid. That assumption is false. You have to actually go get that guy. But it's cool that the fourth brother is going to play at BYU. Yeah, well, I'm fifth. Fifth. So, so we're forgetting Isaiah. So the, the, when, you, when you go uh, Kai, Samson, Kai, Isaiah, Samson, 
uh, Puka and then Nate. So Beautiful. we're getting him in there. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, and so I, I think, uh, but but the first one that I've been able to recruit, like, you know, and, and bring him out of high the school. first time. Yes, yeah, so like, Yes. Yeah. So I'm just really happy that, that Tay's here. Man, this guy is a, he's all the brothers, their best um, features in one person. Ooh. And uh, so I'm really excited. You can see a lot of, because uh, he plays receiver, you can see a lot of the, the Puka and the Samson in him, but you can also see the toughness that, 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 that uh, Kai and Isaiah bring. So uh, this guy is a big time playmaker. We're so excited to have him be a part of our team. Uh, love having his family around. His mother Panina is awesome. And so uh, just, yeah, we're really excited about this one. And I know Fessy's excited about it too. And didn't really have to recruit much from the receivers room because we returned so many of them. Yeah. All right, a couple of names I want to hit as we close out on the defensive side, beginning with Danny Saili, who BYU fans are very excited about. A guy who flipped his commitment from Texas Tech last minute. Uh, we heard that the visit with the family and his parents, it was remarkable in, uh, on campus. So what happened there, and, and how did he tell you, I'm all in on BYU? Well, I have to give a lot of credit to, to Jay, but, but also to Sione Poha in that recruiting. And then uh, defensively, everyone just teamed up on him and tried to, try to put up as much recruiting in a small window. And, and he was committed to Texas Tech, and we knew that, but a member of the church. And I think sometimes, I mean, we can only sign so many guys, but... Uh, you mentioned that we're not perfect in recruiting, or we'd like to be, but uh, some guys slip through the cracks, man, and, and, and whether they're legacy kids or members of the church, we want to make sure that we don't take them for granted and that we, that we just assume uh, recruiting. And <laughs> there's one of those moments where it was just to check in and say, hey, you know, maybe, maybe let's give it a thought. And uh, once we got a little opening, uh, it, it was pretty easy to get yeah. the family here and have them make that decision. But I, I appreciate the Saeeli family trusting us um, they had, uh, what a wonderful family, and, and it's just, it's like, man, they, sh they should be here. It, it makes a lot of sense, and when you meet them and you talk to them, all of it makes sense, so we're really excited to have him. 355 pounds. Can't he's, wait to meet him. He's ready to roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bring, brings, a, brings a lot, man, so we, we need that. We need the presence up front uh, and on both sides, and I think he brings the B for us. Uh, last one, I just, just a brief comment on is Ephraim Asiata. Um, yeah. And everything he's been through to get him what to a BYU, kid. A, a remarkable story. Yeah, nicknamed Fat Boy. So, I, I mean, that's the, when you're looking at, at him and the things that he had overcome. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just really impressed with his family. I think, uh, you know, his, his dad, Matt, played for us at, at Utah. And, and, and um, you know, his mother, uh, Tongi, is awesome. Has, has, has brothers that are, that are Division One athletes, too. So, he's got athleticism on both sides, great genetics. But uh, I think... When you look at his athleticism and things that he can do, specifically getting to the quarterback, it's, it's a natural move for him, um, and, and we, we need that. But uh, I like the teammate that he is. And be, but in, being able to overcome um, all that he's done, uh, he doesn't take the game for granted. So you know, we're excited to have him here, and we're excited to see him grow and learn and, and understand the game. But uh, he, his football IQ is really, really good. So I, I think uh, sometimes we were so in, in, in just sitting there intrigued with his athleticism, but yeah. you know, realize that this guy, is, he's born to play football, man. He's really smart. That's a huge compliment to his parents. Can't wait to see Ephraim and Matt and the fam in Let's blue. Go. Oh, yeah. They, they be, look great in blue. That'll, <laughs> that'll be awesome. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Kalani, great to have you with us. Uh, good luck answering the approximately 721 additional <laughs> questions you'll be asked after this interview. Oh, and and that's just Spencer off camera. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push it off to, to Jay and, and to, you know, to A-Rod. They can handle a lot of that's those. It's a veteran so. move. Yeah, that's that, I, coach I'm me. learning a few things in my old age. <laughs> what, eighth year now? Let's go, man. Yeah, it's been that long. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Thanks Kalani. Kalani.
Okay, BYU basketball's Mark Pope is coming up uh, Thursday, 8.30 Eastern time as the coach talks about, hey, 10-1 and one start, Bellarmine coming in Friday. Everything's great. After the break, we'll do a quick recap again of all of the players who have signed this morning. If you missed anything, don't go anywhere. This is BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation for the latest and greatest football signing day. Let's go on uh, X, Instagram, YouTube, and Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer. He is Jerem. This segment presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. It's simple. We're going to recap all of the signees officially in. You thought the earlier part was fast. This is going to be rapid fire. Beginning on the <laughs> offensive side of the ball with the quarterbacks, Noah Lugo, three-star quarterback from Hazlitt, Texas. Uh, Jerem, this huge signing. Uh, for the quarterback's room, along with Enoch Watson, another three-star coached by Ty Detmer and Max Hall out of Queen Creek, Arizona. Yeah, Jet Nelson, Carson Sue-Sue as well uh, on the offensive side of the ball, receiver and athlete. And then you got Reiner Swanson, four-star tight end from Laguna Beach. Tay Nakua, of course, the brother of the Nakuas, had a Tim Few, uh, three-star wide receiver. Or is he Orem? Sorry. I, I no, can't no, no, no. He's Tim Few High School. Okay. Yep. Iki Tupo as well, three-star offensive lineman from Palo Alto on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side, huge emphasis for defensive ends and defensive tackles. Devote to a Taga, four-star guy out of Eagle Mountain, Utah. Trey Alexander, a three-star corner from Ellenwood, Georgia. Ephraim Asiata, I heard Kalani Sitake just talk about what he brings to the team. Apparently his nickname is Fat Boy. I love that. That's so fun. Okay, and I feel like I need to get him <laughs> to know him better before I use that. Seosefa Brown, three-star defensive end, also out of Salt Lake City. Dallin Johnson, three-star defensive tackle out of Springville. Jonathan Cabea, three-star corner out of Richland Hills, Texas. Jack Kelly, a transfer linebacker from Weber State. Matthias Leach, three-star safety from Fort Worth, Texas as well. Tommy Process is a three-star safety from Chandler, Arizona. Adney Reed, a three-star from Spanish Fork and Sydney, Australia, where his parents uh, were mission presidents. So Still wrapping are. that up, yeah. And then uh, Luke Tolmolatai, the three-star defensive tackle and Juco transfer. Danny Saili, three-star defensive Juco transfer at uh, tackle. Blake Lowe, three-star linebacker from Temecula, California. Biliami Puha, this is Sione's son, three-star DT from South Jordan, Utah. And Sani Tuala, three-star defensive end from Sydney, Australia. On special teams, three players here. Sam Vanderhaar, rugby-style punter, transfer from Pitt with three years of eligibility. Brody Laga is a five-star rated kicker out of Harriman, Utah. And Cannon Skidmore, the number two overall long snapper in the country from Mesa, Arizona. 25 total signees thus far. Thus far, there's a couple still in the balance waiting on, and uh, we'll see, man. Okay, Women's Hoops taking on Missouri State today in the Lady Bear Classic from Springfield, Missouri. You can listen to it at 3.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Coops are 9-2. Yeah, baby. trying to get win number 10. Up next, our elite voice of the day goes to one of the biggest Cougar commits of the day for his job, not just in signing BYU, but for recruiting other guys to Provo. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. This is BYU Sports Nation. We are live on National Signing Day for BYU football in Studio B. And our elite voice of the day, very much tied to recruiting, oh, yeah. presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. It goes to four-star recruit Reiner Swanson, who tweeted out the following, or posted, technically on this, X. This Twitter. Word. BYU football recruits, members of the church or not, he says, in and out of Utah, I know you have options. I did too. I know how appealing they are. 
but we know what a unique place BYU is. There are things we get there that no one else in the country can offer. BYU is home. Let's start a swell of dogs committed to building a dynasty and then tagged a bunch of other prominent recruits that BYU had uh, centered in on. This is it, pretty cool that Reiner does this. It's been seen 229,000 times. So, Holy yeah, cow. He, he is a prominent signee, uh, just like Jackson Bowers was uh, last year. Another tight end you can add to that room where they have some real talent. They'll have a new coach, TBD, who that is, and uh, excited for what Reiner and company will do this year. It'll be fun, man. Okay, in case you missed any of our national football signing day coverage, you can go to BYSN.com, the free BYU TV app. Other interviews, deep blues, games, shows, and so on. Uh, check it out on the free BYU TV app and BYSN.com. All right, we're going to put a bow on today's show right after the break. Final thoughts on what hey. has been a very exciting and fast-paced signing thus far for BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, this program's on demand. If you uh, want to check it out, you can on the free BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Also, there's a podcast version of this, mm -hmm. typically commercial-free, and you can play it like 2X if you want to, or half-speed, whatever. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. That's the beauty of it. Like, if you miss anything about any of the signees that was said earlier in the show, just go back. And it's Kalani all, had some all great on stuff demand. to say. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish up in Studio B on National Signing Day, uh, and I'll ask you this question. If you had yep. to pick one impact recruit on both sides of the ball, who are the, who are the two guys you're going with, one offense, one defense? Uh, it, it almost feels too early to know. I want to see him in, in spring ball and fall camp. But today I will say Jack Kelly will compete at linebacker, it would seem, uh, from Weber State. And then I like Reiner Swanson. Um, Jackson Bowers came in and didn't really play, like, a ton. There was some experience ahead of him. He's going to play this year, I would think. Sure. But Reiner Swanson feels like a guy who could play out of the gate right away with the new tight ends coach. We'll see. Okay. Love that there are multiple guys that you could have, plug you have and names? play. Do you like anybody? Uh, I'm with, I like Danny Ta, uh, Taili. I, I think that, that he's going to make One an of impact the D on tackles. the defense side. And then Reiner Swanson was my offensive guy as well. Yeah. Man. 6'4", 240, tight end, ready to go. Swanson, Swanson, yes. Samsonite. Samson, I was way off. Way off. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to all of the signees yeah. in the 2024 class, and frankly, their families, for this, everything that they go through this, as well. Absolutely. It should be a celebratory day for all these guys, some of which we'll see in a couple years, some of which we'll see in January. Our thanks to today's guest, Kalani Satake, or today's guest, I should say, the head coach, Kalani Satake. Sorry, Dennis, ran out of time. He was a walk-on out of high school. <laughs> there, 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 there could be walk-ons who come in and have a massive impact, too. Let's go. We're Jeremy Spencer. Shout-out to Brady Papinga. BYU women's basketball against Missouri State today at 3.30 Eastern on BYU Radio. Go Coops!